0: We are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture building practices of embodied anti racism. This is with Love and Justice for All with Reverend Ogan Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hello and welcome to episode 99. 99. Nine of Good to Love and Justice for All, the official podcast of Project Sanctus, where we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, with a special emphasis on the challenges that arise as spiritual seekers. I am Reverend Ogan Holder, here with my partner in crime consciousness and co-creation, co-hosted with me, Reverend Kelly. How are you doing today, Reverend Kelly?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm staying in because it's about 110 outside.
0: Oof. Oh my goodness. You're in Kansas City. I am here in the team in Metropolis of Siler City, North Carolina. Can you hear the touch of sarcasm in that team in Metropolis?
1: <laughs> uh,
0: and it, it might get there today, but um, it's, not, it's not there yet. But so far for today, um, I'm staying with some family friends who own a lot of land. And so far today, they've had me outside um, um, uh, throwing some helping? seed down. <laughs> yeah, helping. <laughs> "Quote unquote helping, uh, planting planting some uh, some clover and and laying down some some uh, some sort of like I guess burlap topping on it so it won't wash away and digging some trenches and chainsawing some logs and all of that before before ten a.m. before breakfast." before breakfast (laughs) on the heels of a really uncomfortable three-hour flight last night getting Uh, in here after midnight so you know i am off to a great start
1: yes alive alert (laughs) awake enthusiastic oh
0: my gosh not so loud not so loud oh my goodness but glad to be here and glad to have uh, our listeners be wherever they are around the world we are listened to in over 24 countries all over the u.s And we are grateful for those of you who listen, those of you who share the podcast, tell your friends about us. You can also join in on the conversation. Um, If you want, uh, hit us up on our social medias Facebook, Instagram, at Get Our Holy On. Uh, We've got a voicemail, 413 Get Holy, or 413 438 4659, uh, if you don't have the letters on your phone. And you can watch us broadcasting live on Facebook usually and big emphasis on the usually tuesdays and fridays at 3 30 p.m eastern Um, 3 p.m 3 p.m eastern sorry 3 p.m eastern we haven't really been sticking that schedule a lot recently that's i take full responsibility for that because of my uh you know nomadic and traveling around um so anyways uh we are here and
1: well it's not uh, like i'm disagreeing you know when you ask i'm like (laughs) sure yeah,
0: so. listen listen we we the work works for us we don't work for the work um so that's we will, we will do that uh, uh before we jump into what we're going to be talking about today um we want to share with our listeners some of our uh, upcoming stuff yeah oh is you? that me that's that's <laughs> is it my turn just, it's just me and you on the call
1: oh <laughs> so. that's right yeah this could be interesting. We're just getting started, yeah. and both of us are having a little brain clouds. Um, yeah, we have a couple of things coming up. Uh, one is next week, um, and and Ogan, you might say a little bit more because you know our guest for next week. Her name is Cassandra Perry, but she's known on on um, on her website and other places as Kaz Killjoy. But she's a disability and sexuality freelance educator and consultant. And the reason we're having her as a guest is because uh, July is Disability Pride Month, and we'll come back to that in a moment. But I just want to let people know to listen into the to our next podcast, uh, whether you're doing it live or you catch it afterwards. It's going to be a really good, really good episode, and really connecting, you know, the disability and sexuality, which few people actually think of or talk about, or that that people that have disabilities are even sexual beings. So. Um, the, tune in for that that's the we'll be recording that on the 19th um, also our affinity groups as always meet on the first and the third wednesdays of every month the first uh group of the month is our communal group um and the third wednesday is the the true affinity groups and both groups go from seven thirty to 9 eastern time and you do need to go to the website um, and register uh, to to get the Zoom link. Um, but the third Wednesday, as I started to say, is the the true affinity groups where um, Ogan facilitates the group with uh, for for people of color, those that are, do not identify as white bodies, and then I facilitate the group that that is the people that identify as, as white um, and, and whiteness. We also are starting this week, uh, so we are recording on Wednesday, July twelfth. Tomorrow, July third, we're starting our latest 8:46 um, book club with a phenomenal book named "This Here Flesh" by Cole Arthur Riley, and it is—it's uh, just a—it's essays that she has written, um, you know, inspired by her father and her grandfather and and her lived experience um, as a black woman, and so the the essays are very. Um, there's some theology in there, but they're very spiritual, they're very deep, they're very, it's about, you know, Black liberation, it's about, um, you know, womanist theology, but it's, um, I, I can't even, it's kind of like, I can't even say it's a religious book, really, although she does, you know, quote scripture, and and you can certainly read the, the Christian thread through it, but it's really about, you know, uh, gleaning from your lived experiences and telling your stories. Um so it's it I, starts. I,
0: I would say it is a is not it is a nice spiritual slash racial liberation hybrid storytelling. That's yeah. that's how I describe it.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um so you can um order your book from blissbooksandwine.com use the book code or use the code the coupon code 846 book to get 10% off. Uh that starts Um, again tomorrow, July 13th and goes for five Thursdays till August 10th. Um, So go to the website projectsanctus.com to sign up. And finally, you can support our podcast with donations by visiting the website and donating. Uh, Ogan and I, um, we don't have interns. We don't have administrative assistants. We don't have a cleaning crew. We are it. We are middle management, CEOs, CFOs, uh, and human resources department as well. Uh, so to keep the train running, we we ask for donations. And if you are, you know, inspired, served, learn something, you know, maybe shift your perspective a little bit. We we would love to um, have you, ask you to help support us in keeping that going. Maybe we
0: should get interns. Have we ever had a conversation with getting interns?
1: No, but that might be a good idea. I'll add it to interns. my list. <laughs>
0: we are also the list keepers Yes. Uh, yeah <laughs> all right uh this month it is july and this month is disability pride month um this is very distinctly different from there's in march we have uh, developmental disability awareness month but that's not what this is this is disability pride month and it is In celebration, first of all, and the reason it's in July is in celebration of the passing of the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed into law um, in 1990. And as you know, um, um, that same year, uh, actually Boston held its first uh, Disability Pride Day. Um, But the first official celebration of Disability Pride Month was in 2015. Which was the 25th anniversary of the ADA going into law, so so it's a fairly newish celebration. It's not uh, like a federal holidays or a grand month or anything, but so so if you have never heard of Disability Pride Month, we you know we give you a pass this time around. But uh, but the whole idea is <laughs> again <laughs> relatively new, relatively new, relatively new. <laughs> relatively new. Um, But the idea of Disability Pride Month really is celebrating uh, disabled persons, elevating uh, voices of disabled persons, and really um, highlighting the value and contributions to society as well as honestly just just pointing attention to how this world is really um, created for the able bodied. And, we, and there's still this thought of folks with disabilities, whether they be visible disabilities or invisible disabilities are lesser than, um, maybe deserve less, or, or it's really not seen as full human beings. So the idea of Disability Pride Month is to just bring attention to that. Um, and so today we're gonna do a little bit discussion around that and as Kelly pointed out next week, we will have a guest on because who, who, who better to hear from than the source um, and um, and one of the things that that again, and I know i've been guilty of this until recently. Um, was honestly seeing folks with disabilities as sexual beings sexuality is part of our full humanity um, quick side note you know what show changed that for me what TV show really did a good job to change that for me. Uh, Rami, have you watched Rami on Hulu? Free plug for yes. Rami and Hulu, right? Yeah. And and the dude Steve, uh, that's got is it cerebral palsy? Forgot what he has, but um, it's a uh, it it was just some fascinating and humorous and really drawing attention to episodes with him and him him seeking sexual release and gratification and you know someone who has no motor control and. Um, and this is not an actor playing a disabled person. This is who the actual person is—the actor himself. So, anyways, um, it was that was my that was truly my. And this was when would, when did Rami drop? I mean, not that long ago, a few years ago. Yeah. And I and I remember watching that, going, "Holy crap!" Like I'm just becoming aware of of my internalized ableism by simply not considering disabled beings as People, disabled beings, disabled people, as 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 human beings that who's who who may have sexual needs exactly like mine, and and what accommodations they may need in life in general. Um, anyways, I ramble a bit, but um, but it's just it it just goes to show that until we really again give a voice to have conversations around highlight the stories of um, folk, we. Often don't as able bodied people don't spend a lot of time thinking about it and being aware of where our inherent um, and unconscious discriminations lie and once again discriminations doesn't mean we are acting um, hostile uh, against folks with disabilities, it just means that we don't even regard them and. um, As equals.
1: Yeah, and the we don't know what we don't know thing. Um, there's there's that too. I, I remember the this was a while back. Um, <clears throat> uh, meeting a woman of smaller stature, uh, that her daughter was with her, and I remember thinking, like, like the initial thought that was very fast because it wasn't rational, but it. Uh, the initial thought was, how how could you possibly, you know, with your disability, how could you have a baby? And then it was like, wait, so if you had a baby, then you would have had sex. So it was like very quickly connecting these dots. And my own like, oh, like, like you did, right, where I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, hadn't thought of that before. And then, of course, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't ask her any of these questions, but as I got to know her, it was, she had adopted the, the daughter and, but it was the, it was the, <clears throat> you know, the biological thing that caught my, oh, wait, yes, they're human. They're, they're biological like me, right. you know? And, um and I think it's hard sometimes to, uh, to admit that it's hard to to say out loud our own biases that, i didn't even know was there yeah Um, all the time i'm saying things about um you know that wanting to you know create a world where everybody is honored and accepted and and yet i need to be checking in on my own um you know where am i off in the ditch kind of thing
0: yeah um i want to read from the american bar association because they have a really good description that i think that really encapsulates it um it's i mean what i said earlier was sort of along the lines of it but i like when people write better than i speak (laughs) let's put it that way disability pride month celebrates disabled persons embracing their disabilities as integral parts of who they are reclaiming visibility in public and interacting fully with their disabilities out in the open and rejecting shame and internalized ableism It is a time for the disability community to come together, uplift and amplify one another's voices and be heard. Disability pride has been described as quote, accepting and honoring each person's uniqueness and seeing it as a natural and beautiful part of human diversity, unquote.
1: You know, actually, this is a a, kind of a sidebar to that. This has been one of my it just popped in my head as you read this, that one of my challenges within some spiritual communities and, and within some New Thought teachings, that, that you know, people, when, when someone requests prayer support around a disability, um, mm. as though the disability needs healing, and yes. I, I'm not here to say it does or doesn't, but the assumption that it does has always bothered me.
0: Um. and and to go along with that i'm getting i'm getting flashbacks from my um very evangelical like upbringing with way they actually had like laying on hands quote unquote healing services for right folks with disabilities and folks in wheelchairs um and was trying to quote unquote um you know eke out a miracle and heal this person and then there's always that unfortunate I like to call it um, um, spiritual slash metaphysical malpractice of saying, because uh, when we look in scripture, um, you know, Jesus said to the, um, to both the um, woman who touched him in the garment, and I believe um, the beggar at the pool. And, and he, yeah. he spoke the to lame them lame man said, yeah, it, it is your faith that makes you whole. and and what what the unfortunate implication of that is for folks in a religious context who may have a disability who may be told that this is quote unquote healable and then if it isn't it's a problem with their faith is basically this is religious and spiritual abuse um rather than a message of who you are is 100 okay um and and you are a you are a whole being, which is again interesting because you know in New Thought and spiritual circles we talk about wholeness as this like spiritual um state of being, and then struggle with the acceptance of what that means in like the physical realm, right? When there is a disability,
1: right. So if you're an amputee, perhaps you're not whole. <clears throat> I think that underlying message shows up. Yeah,
0: yeah. Or even, or even if you have some kind of, um, I, I don't. Um, uh, and I'll speak more to our guest next week about this. You know, where's that line between you know chronic illness? Um, mm. Does that count as a as a disability? Um, right um or is it more does it have to be something you were born with but either either way the the invisible ones you know because I know I know for me for quite a long time when the word disability came up I envisioned you know some physical disabilities right so yeah. someone someone in the wheelchair, someone on crutches someone who is blind someone who is is that something that I can perceive with my senses? which is ironic because it's basically saying uh, uh, my ableness is what allows me to see your disabledness. Right. Right, right, Whoa. so.
1: Yeah. yeah, wait, pause on that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, if I if I can't see your disability with my full able-bodiness, then it doesn't exist, um, which, which is like, yeah, totally missing the point. And is ableism in and of itself. Um, hmm. Because then there's the what do you mean you have a disability? I can't see it, therefore I don't believe that you do. Then, it, or or it can't be that bad <laughs> if I can't see it, right, 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 right. And then and then that means therefore that I don't honor, for example, if if the individual may ask for certain accommodations, right. um, as as well, and the and the intrinsic resentment around that. Um, so. So yeah, it's uh, it's it's so very it's so very subtle, um, as well. And then then, um, you know, the the individuals with the disabilities, what what sometimes do they feel they have to do to show up in a more normative way for acceptance?
1: Um, yeah, just to be seen. Yes. And yeah. and acknowledge that I have a right to take up the space that I'm taking up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And exactly, even exactly. and then when it comes to invisible disabilities, which is then it that's a you know just a, a step up in in having to be even more aware if you're you know able bodied um, that just assuming if you can't see it then it doesn't exist like it's a
0: whole new level of ableism a whole new level um and so here at project sanctions when we do our workshops and podcast episodes and stuff like that um we always link back all the all the isms all the discriminations all the isms we link it back to to white supremacy um and and we know that a lot of folks struggle with seeing this connection um and Um, So you want to, you want to speak to that a little bit? You want to start off on that?
1: Yeah. um, I just, um, you know, we talk about, we use the word inclusive, you know, um, equity, liberation, and often, you know, what gets addressed is race or class, you know, or sex or gender, but we don't often connect ableism, um, you know, uh, sort of like racism is kind of the umbrella. And then all its its subsequent isms that, you know, born out of that, that's that hierarchy. And so, they're, so ableism and racism are often thought of as like they run parallel. Um, uh, you know, they're both systems of oppression um, as if they and sort of from the perspective as if they work separately. Um, Uh, But what that does is that's not, it's not a true statement, first of all, but by thinking that they run their separate topics and they just run parallel and almost like they're siblings of each other, um, not only does that way of looking at the world ignore the experiences of people of color with disabilities, but it also, you know, doesn't, um, it fails to examine how race has been pathologized in order to create racism. Um, And so what what meaning that society treats people of color in specific ways to create barriers and and these poor conditions and these barriers and, you know, centuries of systemic oppression create disability Um, and, you know, the system perpetuates itself. And so the concept of disability um, has then, then that concept of disability is used to justify discrimination against groups by attributing disability to them. It's, mm. it's it's mm. you know it, yeah it it is um it's just a, an ongoing you know like a, a what is that a catch twenty two where it just continues to um um spiral down into itself, itself. <laughs> yeah yes yeah. yeah um so it's um you know and and we when um. You know when we talk, and there are a lot of different disabilities, right? And and there's we're not going to run through them all, but generally, a you know a general definition that is used uh, is that it's a, a physical or mental condition that limits a person's movements, their senses, or their activities. So it's um, um, it's not uh, so it's not a, a shaming or a guilting thing. Um, and it that points to how racism has helped perpetuate, you know, um, disabilities and and the the as a system of oppression because now you know this group of people is limited in in their movements or you know the mental activities um, and it's just it really is it, it took me a while to really kind of dig down. Um, into it and like really be able to connect the dots and understand it Uh, Mm -hmm. it's just it's another it's part of that intersectionality right
0: Um, and what's and what's interesting is when you think about it when you look at the numbers um if you if you consider people with disabilities as like a minority as in like you know not not most people right so um not um, most people don't have a disability, however, one in four adults in the US, so like 20, uh, I think um, this is around 26%, so almost one in four adults in the US has a disability. It actually makes them the largest minority group of people right. in in the US. Think about that for a second, right? So, so there's lots of conversations around 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 race and racism, um, and um, and how racial minorities are basically you know disparaged and oppressed, and what is the wh- where does their liberation uh, come? There's a lot of uh, so it's it's fascinating that we that we still don't hear this much conversation around the largest minority group of folks in the U.S. those with disabilities.
1: And when you when you look at the you know racial disparities in education, in healthcare, financial security, when you add the, the added factor of disability, that uh, disparity just grows even deeper. And so yeah. what happens is is that disabled people of color um, really kind of get stuck in the middle because um, their needs can't be met through a single lens, and yet right. that's so often what happens in and um, you know, trying to create a system that that is has some equity or inclusivity or you know diversity, and um, you know it's going to be problem. You know, the affirmative action thing that just yeah. you know got shot down. It's gonna it's gonna ripple into you know folks that are disabled will pay a of even heavier price. Stay um, tuned and- for stay
0: tuned for our intersectionality workshop coming right, soon.
1: Right. <laughs> So it's, so so I just, I wanted to connect the, so what does ableism have to do with racism? Um, And it's, they're not, they can't be on, you know, they can't be unentangled because um, the, uh, the system of oppression that is ableism is a result of racism. And, and so our responses, because it is an intersectional, you know if you ask a black woman a queer black woman who's disabled like which one of those is most important Which one of those identity social identity aspects is most important you know i'm i'm gonna guess like in stories that i've read the response has been um well they're all me you know exactly but we tend yeah. to, to over focus on the, the race Ooh, that was, that, that was a tornado Tornado practice whistle. Sorry.
0: <laughs> sounded sounded like you were like in a drag racer there and you were like accelerating. It's like, where are you going? <laughs> oh, never, never a dull moment. Um and it's so so it's so interesting, right? Because I still notice my my internalized bias towards whiteness. Because again, when I think when I hear the word disability, like still unconsciously, the first thing that comes to mind is a white person with a visible disability um and that's not that's not that's that's again uh the how whiteness takes over representation and then therefore re- removes from me all the things you were saying the the propensity to think about how uh non-white folk uh people of color um other minorities are um, the unique challenges that they have because of their race, because of their ethnicity combined uh, with their disability as well, especially if it's, it's an invisible uh, disability. So, so all of these things, you know, we, we invite you to to notice when you when you hear words like this, what, what are the images that that come to mind or, or the idea of how often have I given this um, any thought as well. And then you know comes the follow-up question, well, as an able-bodied person, what what can I do, right? There's always there's always that question. Um, um, and so we kind of have uh, some ideas, and we're pulling this from both the, uh, the CDC, Center for Disease Control um, website, and um, where's the other thing, too many, too many tabs open. <laughs> Too many tabs open, where is it, where is it? Uh, anyways, um, oh, uh, there's a there's a website called Enabling Devices. Um, so let's start with uh, with this thought of becoming a disability ally in your community. Uh, this is from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention um, and they use the word ally as an acronym, A-L-L-Y. Um, acknowledge and respect individual experiences and abilities, learn about different disability types. And this is this is this is a thing about us. Um, we tend to we tend to um, learn about things that directly affect us only, right? So if you are an able-bodied person and all the people around you are able-bodied, chances are you're not taking the time to learn about um, all the different disabilities out there. Um, so we invite you to, that's where, you start your journey with some learning. Uh, hit up Dr. Google. Uh, leverage your influence to promote accessibility and inclusion. So those of us who are in places of privilege, because we are able-bodied, um, can can we, can we lend our voices? Not can we, please do. Lend your voices um, to create, help create spaces. Um, that are more accessible and more inclusive, and um, also yield um, yield the floor to people with disabilities to help identify and eliminate barriers, um, and it's part of why we're having uh, the guests that we're having on uh, next week. Um, and and just just take time to notice when you go places, especially as an able bodied person uh, when you walk into your doctor's office when you take your kids to the to the playground uh, anytime you go to see a show somewhere or a restaurant is is this accessible um, for folks who may have physical disabilities or any kind of disabilities um, and are you and then say something about it to to the powers that be I remember when I was in um, in Morocco um, visiting my uh, partner over there and as we are walking through the city Casablanca to go to restaurants and stuff like that I'm I notice that uh, like a lot of the restaurants you know they're up on the curb or there's additional steps to get in there's no there's no ramps there's no there's nothing and and I say to her, and I say to her, um. It I notice that there's not a lot of stuff like that, and she says, "Oh, in our in our society, we 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 keep, we don't we don't want to see the folks who are disabled. We keep them home." Um, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that that's that's even, I guess that's even worse."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There's um. Um, even, you know, I've heard, and I've heard this, I'm not from the South, but I, I've heard this joke made from people in the South that, that everybody has somebody quote unquote crazy in their family. They just keep them in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, same idea. It's not really funny. I can remember long ago, first time I heard it, I thought it was funny, but, um, um, yeah, not, not really so funny, which, you know, kind of brings up another um, another uh, point around, you know, what can you do um, and to be, you know, a, a better ally, to be a support person. And, and one of those in terms of educating yourself is around language, right? Yes. So, so even to say, um, um, you know, well, every family has somebody who's crazy. We just keep them in the attic. Even the word crazy. And the word
0: "insane," which is the word I use a lot. Yes, like that's yes.
1: insane, right? Yes, yeah. yep. And um, uh, just words. Uh, so words like that are. It's it's really it's mind boggling how much language we use that's that would be called ableist language, and not all of it is obvious. And it is really something that that you have to learn. Um, but it's been so baked into our everyday language and phrases, like you just said, the insane right. thing, that we don't even realize what we're saying and what we're doing. Um, and so it becomes a, you know, constantly having to evaluate what, you know, how I speak and the phrases I use in order to cut out the ableist language. And I've gotten um, probably even more so than. Uh, so, th- so what I'm about to say is how I know we still have a long way to go in terms of ableism is when I find myself in conversations and and talking about these phrases and words that are ableist language. The pushback I get on, like, oh my god, I, now I have to watch every single word I use, you know, and really being upset with me, um, and uh, you know, just not wanting to pay attention. Like if I want to say, you know, like you say, Oh my God, you're blind. That car is blue. It's not green. How can you not see that? Right. Like we just say things like that. And it is, uh, ableist language, you know, the blind thing, you know, are you deaf? That song was fabulous.
0: And, and if you notice yourself, um, even now, as you listen feeling like, you know, to your point, that idea of the we're taking this too far when will it end right that's we're we're showing our privilege right because that's that is only only able-bodied people (laughs) are the ones who are, are going to um have that have that have that stance and yes we always know it is uncomfortable when we have to speak up and speak out um to to both ourselves and to others Around simple things like language and, and stuff like that, and this is how this is how we bring equity um, to our spaces um, as well. I I just I just went through this in a in a high school um, WhatsApp chat group uh, where someone where someone posted two uh, transphobic memes that were basically clothed in humor um you know there were two jokes at the expense of transphobic people and um and i made the request around let's not you know i don't think we would be accepting you know misogyny and racism here let's not accept homo uh you know transphobia um as well and i'm not i'm not saying this to brag about me being a good person i'm saying that i knew going into this there would be backlash and there was backlash it was like three days of It was three days of many people going, like, like you're making a big deal out of this, you know, we're we're not the enemy here, sort of deal. And, you know, a few people saying, thank you for pointing that out, like, sort of deal. But it was one of those things where I knew it it would cost me, it would cost me relationships. There was, like, one person who um, started to private message me, and and we went back and forth for a couple days on this and i understand i understand it's 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 gonna be work it's gonna be emotional it's gonna be challenging and the reason why we do this is because at some point all of us is gonna need someone to to be the voice for us to advocate for for us um as well unless you're again sitting on the top of the of the power pyramid as a straight white christian male um and again i'm not bashing straight white christian males i'm simply saying this is straight white christian able-bodied english-speaking males with a job um i'm simply saying that you know the the current the current uh patriarchal capitalist system that we live in was designed um to benefit you the most it doesn't mean you are intentionally uh you know going out to flex your privilege that's what i'm saying i'm simply saying that's how the system is set up and if we want to bring equity to the system we have to call out um call ourselves in and then call out anytime there is that appearance of discrimination and part of that comes with the learning because you mentioned it earlier we don't know what we don't know right um and there was there would have been a time and there still is a time because i still don't always catch myself when i say things like that's insane you know are you blind or you deaf like stuff like that um it's it's so casual and yeah if and if i say it unconsciously to someone who also doesn't have that consciousness around this like it's not gonna it's not gonna be addressed right yeah. so um so you're probably saying, "Then well, what am I supposed to say?" You can say all the things without the deaf part, right? Right, right. <laughs> or without the blind part. What do you mean that car is blue? It's actually right. green. You know, you, right. you don't have to ask the person if they're blind. You can yep. say what you you can say what you need to say with with without bringing in a reference to one's ability.
1: Yeah, or or the words like, "Well, that's crazy," or "Wow, that's totally insane." you know, you can, you, how, you know, it, it is challenging ourselves. So what's a different way to say, you know, well, that's insane. Whether you're using it as that's insane, like in a horrific way or bad way, right. or that's insane. Like sometimes we use it cause it's so good, you know? So wow. then
0: let's say that that's so amazing or that's right. so horrible. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? We, we have yep. the words. Yep. We just got to be conscious um, in, in, in using them.
1: Well, it's the it's the idea that language changes over time. Right. And and this is the other thing that part of what we have to do and part of, you know, moving ourselves into, you know, not being so ableist is learning what, you know, the language. And exactly. you know, it used to be, you could say, you know, retarded or you could say crippled or you could say yeah. a handicap. But it's it's the, the word that we need to be using is disabled. Um, yes. Um, and, and that's you know that's the word and until another word comes around I'm not sure um, you know and, and the word and the language is always changing too and that's part of um, uh, part of the challenge you know that I have um, always having to keep myself learning
0: yeah um, um, some other ways you can be a disability ally um, take part in a disability pride parade um, They're going to be some, I'm sure, somewhere near you um, during this month. Um, Some well-known parades are held in Missouri, Illinois, Pennsylvania. You can find them anywhere. Um, um, So rather, you can take part in the parade, attend the parade, and show your support. Um, Read about the history of disability rights. Um, Watch a film or TV show about a disability experience. Um, A recent brilliant example is the, the movie Coda um which won some you know awards um and centered around the experiences of folks in the deaf community um and um websites you can check out um uc berkeley's website on the disability rights and independent living movement is a good place to start um i'll put links for these in the show notes and on our facebook If you go to facebook hit the video as well um if you are a person with a disability share your share your story um, um And also, as always, reach out to your um, elected officials um, and make sure that they are doing works to promote accessibility and um, equality for folks with disabilities. And as always, there's many disability rights organizations um, you can donate to. Um, Stanford University has a has a good list and again i'll put I'll put the link to their list um, in the show notes, and so you can see places, you can you can donate to if that's your way of. um, If you have the means and that's one of the ways you can you can show support um, as well, so so the opportunities are are there, if you want to be in action around uh, being a uh, disability ally and advocate.
1: Well, also, I also want to um, just—I've probably already said it—but really, you know, emphasize that that actually this work, you know, whenever you hear the work, hear the word <clears throat> abolitionist or abolitionism, we tend to think of as you know just around race and racism, um, but but making you know. Uh, being an ally and a support for disabled uh, people in the community is inherently abolitionist work. Um, you know, it is systems of oppression that we are working to dismantle. Um, and it's, uh, um, it's, 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 again, the, the idea that, um, you know, it's not a zero-sum game that every voice, right. when you lift a voice of one community, you, you raise the voices of all. And so, um, and recognizing that ableism um, works as a mechanism of racism, misogyny, and, you know, the patriarchy. And so um, just knowing that to achieve justice, liberation, um, we need to be active in, you know, Something like the Disability Visibility Initiative, which is a, just Google disability visibility, um, is a wonderful place resource and a place to start and how you can be involved and, and learn just how much ableism we actually engage in. And, and it's not like all of these things that we, all of these systems of oppression we talk about, there are ways all of us can be engaged to dismantling it and helping to create you know, um, more meaningful lives and happier lives, you know, for everybody. Yes,
0: yes, indeed. Um, So this is the month to go do a little extra work around around this. um, And invite if you happen to know individuals with disabilities. um, Invite yourself into hearing their stories um, and Ask them what you and how you can support their life, their journey, uh, their needs. Um, and- so
1: I have I have one more little factoid that I think people could use to help themselves remember to okay checking in with myself. So we are all familiar with the sign, the disability symbol that is the person in the wheelchair right? And you see it at parking spots, you see it at restroom doors, you just you see it in a whole lot of places. And that symbol of the person in the wheelchair is a symbol for disabled or disability. Um, And yet, only 7% of the disabled community actually uses a wheelchair. Wow. Only 7%. So, When next time you see that symbol, think about the 93% that are disabled, not in a wheelchair, and can I see them and what am I doing, you know, to give voice and to expand the space that making it accessible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Um, I think we're gonna start to wrap up um, for today. Um, please, uh, tune into our episode next week or next episode. Whenever you hear this, um, um, we will have a special guest on, um, Cassandra Perry, a disability and sexuality freelance educator and consultant. Um, she's also an author, um, and, um, also again, re-listen to or check the show notes for Um, the ways you can be an ally, not just this month, but every day um, as well, and again, do the work around some self-inquiry around uh, disability and disability justice, and um, perhaps ask not if, but how you've been contributing to ableism, and then begin to turn it around. Turn it around. Yep. And again, it's not about it's not about beating yourself up. It's about as we say here, how how can we each participate participate in creating a world of love and justice and equity and liberation for everyone? Um and those of us who are in places of privilege, we are the ones who often have the most work to do. Um, So thank you for uh, listening. Please head over to ProjectSanxas.com. Sign up for our book study, This Here Flesh. It starts tomorrow night, and we're recording this on July 12th, Wednesday, July 12th, so we're starting Thursday nights. The next five Thursdays, you can drop in at any time. You don't have to be here for all five of them. And you do need to register to get the link uh, for Zoom. Um, also remember our affinity groups first and third wednesdays um, and on our website you can also leave a donation to help keep the train running please remember to share this podcast with your friends we are on all the podcast platforms and if you have that one friend who still doesn't know what a podcast is we can be found on the old school interwebs at with love and justice for dot podbean dot com so until we meet again
1: Let's get our holy on.